Hi and assalamu alaikum. My name is Alqaya Wright and welcome to episode 3, season 2 of Breaking Barriers. Today we have Nuseva here with us. Assalamu alaikum. You want to tell a little bit about yourself? I was here before though. Yeah, but you can tell a little bit about yourself. <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, I can't remember which episode I was on before, but I was here before. Um, I, I think it was episode five. Um, I'm a ninth grader. I go to Newport City College. Um, yeah, I have um, I have a business on Instagram. If anyone, if you can follow me, um, my Instagram is s p e x dot magnifique. Well, this episode is about black and righteous people in Islam during the Prophet's time. The person that I was researching on because I found really interesting was Umayma, the Prophet Wasallam's I caretaker. That's the best word for it, I guess. So basically the story of Umayma was that she was a slave girl, right? And her, the Prophet Wasallam's father, Abdullah, was on a journey and he found, like, he saw the slave girl and he bought her, right, for his wife. So then he came back to his wife, Amina, and he basically gave the slave girl to her. And then he went on another journey. And when he was in that other journey, Abdullah passed away. And his wife Amina found out that she was pregnant with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. After she found out she was pregnant with Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Amin um Um Aima, sorry, helped her through her whole entire pregnancy, helped took care of her, you know, all of that. And then when she after she gave birth to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, she passed away, and she told Um Aima before she passed away to take care of my son as if he was your child. It was narrated that she said that. So, Um Aima, basically, she was around like 15 at the time after, um, after Amina died. So she raised the Prophet Muhammad his whole life like he was her son, like he was her child, right? So much so that the Prophet, when he used to introduce her to other people, he used to say, Oh, this is my mother after my mother. That's what he used to call her. Even when he introduced her to Khadija, he, he said, Oh, this is my mother after my mother. And he introduced her like that to Khadija, his, who would be his later on be his wife. Before they got married, he introduced her like that. And it was such a beautiful story. And then Um Aima, she got married later on. After the Prophet got married, I think it was, she got married. Yeah, yeah, after the Prophet got married, she got married. And then she had two sons. Both of her sons died of martyrdom and for the cause of Allah in, as a shaheed. And their status were elevated. She married two husbands. She had two husbands, actually. Her first husband, he passed away. He was an older man. He passed away. His second husband was actually younger than her. And the Prophet ﷺ asked to like he asked the people who wants to like who would marry a woman who's like 
who wants to marry a woman who is righteous right and then one of the companions raised his hand he was like oh me i want to marry a woman who's like righteous so then he married umaima and then she had her second son and basically umaima was with the prophet throughout his whole entire life up until the point of when he died right and they had like a mother-son relationship so to me it's so beautiful that allah basically gave this woman this black woman who at the time in society she's considered nothing to nobody nobody cares about her none of that she's this black woman who used to be enslaved with the prophet freed her they she was nothing to society she was nothing to no one at the time because the time there was like a lot of slavery and racism and allah elevated her status so much so that she got to raise the prophet she was one of the first people to accept the call of islam when he brought it and he considered her his mother after his mother so what do you think about this story who did you do and what do you think about this story yeah I like the story I've heard of it so many times I love it um I don't know it's just nice because like us as kids growing up like even me and you and Kai like we have so many other women in our life besides just our mom like you know how I would call your mom your you know auntie and stuff so it's really yeah. nice um I chose um Usama Ben Kaab because I was named after her um basically her story is like um in the battle of Uhud her and like a little couple of other women were like in charge of giving water to some of the um you know to some of the fighters and to tend to the wounded soldiers and basically there were these archers in the battle that disobeyed the prophet's commands and they left their station and it kind of like you know led to like their defeat and the prophet was in danger so Yuseba picked up um she picked up a bow and a sword and she basically protected the prophet so i just thought it was like a really good story because it shows that like people might say in islam women are like it shows like women are insuperior or anything but like if you like know the story it kind of defeats that so i thought it was a good story and there was also a time where um Yuseba mentioned to the prophet that she didn't understand why the quran mentioned men only she said she thought it like seemed as if women were deprived of importance and after she said that to the prophet um he um revealed an ayat saying Indeed, the Muslim men and Muslim women, the believing men and believing women, the obedient men and obedient women, the truthful men and truthful women, the patient men and the patient women, the humble men and humble women, the charitable men and charitable women, the fasting men and fasting women, the men who guard their private parts and the women who do so, and the men who remember Allah, who remember Allah often and the women who do so, for them Allah has prepared forgiveness and a great reward. That's um, in Surah Al-Ahzab, Ayat 35. So I thought it was pretty good, a really good story. 
it kind of, I don't know, like, it just shows that, it shows, I don't know how to say it, but, like, I just think some people might think in Islam, it's, like, Islam is, like, oppressive to women, so this kind of just shows that it's not. Mm-hmm. I understand exactly what you mean. It shows women were more than just objects or like figures there. They were actually present in the moment and they actually did things. Yeah, and they play like a they play they play like a really important part in our Islamic history. Yeah. So the reason I wanted to like tell these stories about black and righteous people are because I feel like a lot of times, not a lot of people know that there were black people in Islam that made a difference and that were in the Prophet's time specifically, actually, in the past, who made a difference, who are mentioned in the Quran, who are known. A lot of people think, oh, black people, they just converted to Islam. They just reverted to Islam. They didn't really do anything. They never, they just came in this religion out of nowhere. But that's not true. There's also like um, a lot of times, I don't want to just say it's. I don't know. Okay. Like a lot of times, anyone who isn't black and they're Muslim, they will refer to non Muslims as Americans mm-hmm. anytime that they're speaking. And they don't realize like how racist it is. So, like, if they yeah. say these Americans, blah, 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 Americans don't understand this, Americans don't understand that, but they're just talking about like the non Muslims, how they don't understand Islam. But it's. Like, I'm American, I'm, I'm Muslim, and I understand Islam. So, who are you talking about? Like, it's, it's racist, but they just don't realize it. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like a lot of times people think that just because to them, because sometimes, yeah, you were born Muslim, but sometimes, yeah, you did revert. But just because you reverted, they think, oh, it's such a shame, or it shouldn't be mentioned, it shouldn't be talked about. Which is sad because most of the time, the, the people that I see that convert are like stronger with their religion than the people who are born Muslim because they actually chose Islam for themselves and the people who were just born into Islam. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, in the Prophet's time, most of the people, most of the companions, most of his companions are converts. Yeah. Because there was no, like, you can't just... Like there obviously had to be some people to convert for everyone to for most people to be born into Islam. If there weren't any converts, then how would you be born into Islam? Yeah, exactly. Down, down. So, yeah. And then if you think about it, if you like go back and you think about it, technically we were all Muslim at one point because if yeah. Adam was the first man and Hawa was the first woman and they both were in this religion then those people were our ancestors mm-hmm. technically we were all Muslim at one point yep. and Nusayba bin Qab was actually um, a convert as well same thing with um, Um Aima. she was one of the first people to accept Islam after the Prophet brought his message What did you get from this story? Like, what are the important things that you specifically got from these stories? Like, mine or yours? Both. Okay, well, from 
mine i would say just that um people really should understand like especially people who aren't muslim and are trying to learn about islam to understand that islam is not oppressive to women in any shape or form at all just like how i told like i was part where i said about how i'm just able to talk to the prophet and you know he revealed the ayat islam is not oppressive to women and then from your story like just that just how important like how no just like how in islam muslims are actually like really kind to each other like there's a real like all muslims like how in islam we all say we're all muslim we're all sisters and brothers yeah we're all like family in islam is what i'm trying to say that's what i take from your story and then also i feel like i learned from both of the stories that like no matter the color of your skin you it doesn't matter like no matter the color of your skin you're still a person you're still important you still like these people did significant things and they were known for it despite what they looked like despite the color of their skin yeah. a lot elevated their status even though they were black mm-hmm. and i would just like for anyone like you know for all people who listen to your podcast like really educate yourself because it, like there's a lot of things that people say that's really racist but don't realize it's racist and they don't even realize like if they even understood what they were saying it doesn't even make sense like for something i don't even know like i don't want to give an example or anything and then people be like oh wow who said that to you or something like that you know you can use an example it's fine <laughs> it's just like i don't know like like um there's a lot of like for me, like from my own experience, there's a lot of Arabs who will say some really racist things towards black people and it's usually something to do with Asians. Like every time something someone says something to me, it's usually about Asians and Africans. And to me it doesn't make sense because whenever someone says it to me, I ask them, Do you know where Yemen is? Because it's usually a Yemeni. I said, Do you know where Yemen is? And they don't realize that Yemen is in Asia. Mm-hmm. So it's like you guys really need to like everyone like even just even not just like you know Arabs or anything but like black people to everyone like everyone should educate themselves before they start speaking about anything. Yeah, exactly. And then even I feel like with me a lot of times the main question I always get I think I said this in the episode before. Yeah. But the main but question I always get I even got it this year like I think it was the second week of school. This boy came up to me and said oh um how are you muslim and i was like what do you mean how am i muslim he was like is any of your parents like arab or anything i was like no it's like then how are you black and muslim i was like because those two have nothing to do with each other i was explaining it to him and he was like but you wear the hijab and you're black how like it didn't register in his mind how that even was possible and I think that's why it's so important to know these stories because there are other black Muslims that have existed other than me yeah it really just goes back to really educating yourself like somebody said they were it was this happened recently at school actually somebody was asking a girl in my class like there was one girl in my class asking another girl in our class um, where she was from and I think yeah she said she was from Bangladesh and the girl was confused 
she thought she was the girl was Arab. She thought the girl was Arab, but she wasn't. And she was like, but she's wearing a skirt and a scarf. And I'm just because and she because the girl was telling this to me, and I'm like thinking in my head, what's not registering in your brain? You're talking to a black girl who's wearing the exact same thing that other girl is wearing, and she's not Arab. So what's not registering registering in your brain for you to understand? That you do not have to be Arab to be Muslim. Those two things have nothing to do with each other. Yeah, exactly. You can be any race. And then also, when I tell someone I'm like, well, not even I tell them, but like when they realize I'm Muslim, they're like, "Are you from Somalia?" <laughs> it's not funny, but like yeah. to them, it seems like that's the only country you can be from to be Muslim and black. And then another thing, when they talk down Africa, like, all the time, I feel like they don't realize Egypt is in Africa. I know. It's so sad. Like, they have no sense of geography. It makes me so mad. It makes me so mad. Because I remember talking to somebody in school, like, literally yesterday, trying to... What's the day Saturday? Yeah. Literally yesterday, trying to explain to them. Because that child didn't know that Yemen was in Asia, and they didn't know that China was in Asia. And it just like it's so sad because you're you're in high school right now, you're in ninth grade and you have no sense of geography. Like okay, it's fine, okay. If you don't know, okay, that means it just wasn't taught to you. Either that or you just weren't paying attention to school. So if it wasn't taught to you, okay, fine. But don't say anything if you were not educated. Yeah. And I feel like there's so many little like things that they say or they'll do that they don't realize they do. Because even, not even this year only, but I feel like I made my, like I've noticed it more this year. But a lot of the times, these girls will go up to me and start touching my head, trying hair underneath. My hijab. And they're like, oh, your hair is such an interesting texture. Or they will, if I have a bun, they squish it and they're like, oh my god, your hair is so fluffy. I know, exactly. Like, I remember being smaller and when I didn't wear hijab and kids, like, seeing my hair and asking to touch it. But of course, being a little kid, I was saying yes. They're just there for like two minutes, just putting their hands through my hair. Which now that I realize, like, I should have, not, I should have, I know I should have said no just because, like, you know, but like, also, like, it's just, kind of nasty like I don't know where your hands are there and you're just putting your hands in my hand yeah and it's I feel like that's so weird like even though I have hijab on they're still trying to touch my hair through the hijab mm-hmm. and it's not like I asked to touch their hair I don't ask to touch their hair I don't want to touch their hair And then they get so offended when you tell them, oh, please don't touch my head. Like, oh, I was just asking. Like, no, don't ask again. But what is your greatest struggle? Uneducation. Like, people just being so very uneducated. Not only is it, like, a struggle, but honestly, it just makes me so mad. <laughs> like... 
Okay, like I like said earlier, like if it wasn't talked to you, okay, fine. But please do not speak if you do not understand. Like there's just because I go obviously all the all the schools that I've been to are Islamic schools usually, except for the one I'm in now. It's like a regular public school, but like it's in Dearborn, you know. So most yeah. people there are Arab. So there's like a lot of things that people say, and it's like obviously I'm gonna tell you what you're saying is wrong. But when you just don't understand, after I've explained to you so many times, and like, or if you do understand, and you just like keep going, it's it's just annoying. And yeah. The thing is, like, okay, like the <clears throat> like the N word, okay? I I I wouldn't need like I don't even say it really. And there will be kids in school who say it. I just won't say anything to them. Like, okay, whatever, freedom of speech, say it. Don't say it to me, but go ahead and keep saying it. But there's like there was this one time I didn't even know, but a kid was about to say it, and <clears throat> they looked at me, and just like didn't say it because I was there, and I didn't even notice that one of my friends told me. I didn't even know that because I like literally wasn't paying attention. The thing is, if you feel like you shouldn't be saying it, don't say it. <clears throat> don't say it, and don't be scared of me. Racism is a sin. Racism is a sin. Don't be scared of me. Be scared of burning in hell. Yeah, exactly. That's the simplest way I can put it. The same thing at my school with N-word. And the thing is that I feel like people are getting so bold now mm-hmm. that they will literally, because I've seen it so many times, these people, certain people, keep on going up to this one girl who is black and they keep on saying the N-word to her. Like, they keep on calling her this and that. Also, as a joke, they're like, oh, we're just having, we're just having a conversation. And I'm like, she won't say anything to them. But I'm just like, why would you let someone go up to you and call you that? Because she's too shy to say anything. Mm-hmm. And then when you say something, they're like, oh, I wasn't even talking to you. And then I feel like so many people think they're so entitled to say that word because they don't know what it means. And I feel like it's so annoying because the amount of times that people have told me whether it's on accident or on purpose a lot of times on purpose i feel like they're like oh you know you're the prettiest insert n-word that i've ever seen oh wow i've never heard that one well i've heard that so many times and it's like who told you to say that For me, I feel like make yourself more aware, like you said, learn, research. And actually, if you don't know what the N-word means, go research it, go learn about it, because I guarantee you, if you know what that word means, you wouldn't be saying it because there's a lot of slurs and terms out there that are, I feel like every single race they have a slur for. And you wouldn't like someone to call you whatever you're thinking of right now that's a slur for your race so don't call someone else that you know and like whatever you wish for yourself wish for
also what else did i i feel like you should take away learn more stories about different people from different races who were muslim who made an, an influence and who made an impact if whether it's from the past whether it's in the quran whether it's currently happening now whether it's more recent i guess because even recently i heard someone say oh how could um and how did i forget his name it's <laughs> just in my head how could malcolm x be muslim if he was black and he was a civil rights activist how the question doesn't even make sense people think it's crazy when they find out um that i don't even know but this one person didn't know muhammad ali was muslim and that that shocks me that blows around so i think everyone knows that and then they're like oh is he arab in any way a lot of way that's yes that in any way like they'll think okay so is your dad or mom arab is one of them arab or like oh oh my gosh i think i forgot this someone was like um i remember this was so recent like two weeks ago maybe me and my friend nahla we were on the bus and um, by the way nahla has also been on here so <laughs> you know her um it's called she they were they were asking her where she was from obviously they they know me and her both black i remember because they were all, all asking are we related that's another thing like that's racist by the way for anyone who thinks yeah there's like a lot of arabs who go around like oh are you guys related and i hear every single time somebody sees me with a black person from an arab somebody will say are you guys related no, everyone thinks i'm your cousin so don't worry yeah. just cuz we're black does not mean we're both related and they'll be like no but you guys like like their their response their responses at school their response to this was um you know it's just like your facial expressions you guys look alike and i knew for a fact that person was lying because i have never pulled down my mask in front of them so i knew they were lying but the thing i was trying to say was on the bus they were asking that where she was from and that's something that she's black they were like okay okay but yeah yeah where are you from and she was like here and they're like no 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 where are you from she's telling you where she's from she's from here yes you can be from america and be muslim yeah you can yes you can yeah her dad is egyptian but still that's that in africa she's black yeah, yeah she's like they were like yeah no 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 she's black pointing to me she's black but you're not why because i'm brown skin and she's light skin that doesn't even make sense and oh remind me of one thing that i want to end with because i was not even me but like it was me and a group of my friends also your friends but we were all volunteering at this school Islamic school in the summer and basically when they asked oh who could teach Quran to these kids like test them I can't remember what school it was and I think it was um Haqa I think it was that right so they went first to the because there was one there's two adult girls they went to the first first 
to the adult girls and they were like oh can you guys go teach the students the surah and like test them on it and then the girl was like oh i actually don't know that surah i haven't memorized it yet and still in last years and then she was like oh really and then she was like i expected you to know like all of it all this stuff and then she came to us and she was like then this girl actually they didn't even come to us this girl came to us and she was like oh can one of you guys go help the teacher in this class and teach the students and test them on it and then the teacher didn't she didn't even ask us to help her or anything she didn't even think about coming to us so me and my other friend went and we tested them on it and the teacher when we first came um are you guys sure i wanted this person you know she was so doubtful that we knew the surah and she didn't really think oh we could actually do it and then we went and we did it and then she was so happy that we did it but it's the fact that she didn't even think to ask us she thought out of it just because she was out of and not us and i get this a lot of times they're like oh you know, I don't expect black people or people who are not Arab to know how to read the Quran and understand it and read it correctly and pronounce it correctly because they don't know how to speak Arabic or Arabic isn't their first language. I feel like a lot of people need to stop making that assumption before they actually know the person and actually know what they're capable of. Yeah. I feel like a lot of things like from the outside all these things are filtered all this racism all this stuff is filtering from the outside into Islam and it shouldn't be that shouldn't be the case because Islam is against that if anything these stories about these people should tell people is that Islam it doesn't look at the color of your skin or like where you're from to determine your status it doesn't it's your actions your character your man what you do you know that's what determines who you are as a person not the way you look not the color of your skin I feel like that's an important thing that people need to take away from this at the end of the day my name is Raqaya Wrights thank you for watching this episode of Breaking Barriers and I can't wait to keep the conversation going